Mic check. Before I jump into this episode, I want to ask you guys a favor. Um, today, the day that this episode is coming out, uh, February 7th, is my dog's birthday. <laughs> my dog, uh, my Shiba Inu, uh, Naya, turns four today. And it's just crazy how much time has passed. I still remember, like, the day that I got her. That memory is very, very vivid. And as much as she is so frustrating and doesn't always listen to me, I love this dog to death. And I would do anything for her. So what I'm asking is go ahead to my Instagram, which is Straight Edge Juggalo, or go to my Twitter, at Mike Spawn, the S-E-J. And I will have made a recent post with a picture of her. And just go ahead and say happy birthday to her. Just go ahead and reply or comment on it and just say happy birthday to my dog because I love her and she's adorable. And and if y'all do that for me, each, each comment and reply and everything like that, I'm going to give her a bunch of pets and hugs and everything because I love my dog. Now that's out of the way. Let us jump in to a new mic check. It's been frustrating uh, the last couple weeks because for some reason Spotify was not uploading our recent episodes. I think we found the reason why, and it was completely my fault. Um, hopefully it's something that we can get fixed very, very soon. So if you guys haven't been listening on Spotify, I do apologize. Um, or rather, if you normally listen on Spotify and you haven't been able to for the last couple weeks, I'm sorry. Um... If we can get that figured out, then we will, and we'll, we'll get it sorted, I swear. At least we're going to try to, um, especially because 20% of our listeners listen on Spotify, and that's a, that's a, that's a decent chunk. It really is. Um, I like using Spotify for my podcast, especially because I can just listen to it on my Roku on the TV when I'm doing work. But I am very, very far behind on a lot of my podcasts, but that is beside the point the point is, is there's been some some happenings and some thing and things everywhere, everywhere. First thing I'm going to uh, just bring attention to is uh, a couple releases that are coming out, um, both of them from MNE, actually. The first, um, which will be in just shy of two weeks on the 19th, is Gibby Stites, The 13th Wonder. I mentioned this before that Gibby Stites is officially a member of Magic Ninja Entertainment and his debut EP under the label will be released that day. They've already given out the track list. It is nine tracks and Jamie Madrox is on all but like two of them. Makes sense. Jamie said that he wanted Gibby as a protege and it looks like they jumped at the opportunity to make that happen. So I'm looking forward to that. I just put my pre-order in for that. The week after that is another release. However, it's from the Welcome to the Underground sublabel, and that is Intrinsic. For those that don't know, Intrinsic has been doing music for God knows how long. Um, my first introduction to him actually was Tunnel Runners from Psychopathic back in, I think it was 2006 seven something along those lines 
um, which that was just a record that was basically to showcase a lot of prominent names in the underground. So he is probably best known for his uh, mixtape series, uh, Underground Hustlin', which has 70 plus volumes. I'm going to say that again, 70 Seven, zero, plus. This dude's been doing this for fucking years. I have actually a, a, probably about 20 of them or so um, because they were selling them on eBay like in bundles of some old ones and I grabbed a bunch of them. I haven't listened to all of them, but there's definitely some, some gems on there. One of the coolest tracks on there is actually the original version of the song Ape Shit um, by, well, now Gorilla Voltage, but... I mean, that track was on the their album, Damn Dirty Apes, but this was back whenever it was just a Mr. Gray song and it happened to feature Clockwork, so they weren't even a group at the time. So, um, But there's a little bit of everything on there. But the last, uh, or maybe not the last amount, uh, X amount of albums, but uh, at least three or four of them have actually been hosted by MNE artists and have been sold on Magic Ninja's site. Now, this... CD, Lasers and Poison, is actually going to be a dual disc. The first is going to be Intrinsic's actual album, and it will also be, um, uh, it'll also contain UGH72, which is hosted by Draven. Uh, for those who don't know, Draven has been the drummer who has been working with Twisted for the last couple years um, on their live shows and as well as uh, doing production. So it does sound like this is being put out by the Welcome to the Underground sublabel, whether that means that Intrinsic is officially signed to that or they're just doing this as a partnership. I'm not sure, but um, tracks that I would say if you want to get an idea of what Intrinsic sounds like, uh, go check out The Calvary, which was on Tunnel Runners. Um, I think it's a fantastic song. It's probably my favorite one on that record. Um, and Everybody Knows. There is a like a full version of that song that's available to stream. It contains um, verses by him, uh, Mad Child of Swollen Members, Q Strange, uh, and a hook by Blaze. And um, I really dig that track a lot. So Intrinsic, yes, is coming out with uh, an album through Welcome to the Underground. And that is the week after Gibby Stites. It's crazy that they're just doing these kind of back-to-back. Um, that could be good, could be bad. Not too sure. And one more, actually, that I, uh, I almost completely forgot about, silly me, is Ouija Mac and Baby E are doing a collaborative project um, called We Never Forgot. Now, as has been the case with Ouija's last, like, five or six releases, this is already up for pre-order on Ouija Mac's site, and there are multiple pre-order options. You can get just the CD on its own for 20 bucks. You can get signed copies for 27 and there's versions with bandanas, shirts, hoodies, all that shit. Um, ranges up to like 105 bucks. I will not be spending that much. I will probably just buy the regular album because that shit's been making me salty before. I've never heard of Baby E before. Not sure what they're about. Maybe I'll give them a check and see if I like it. I probably won't, but my dumbass collector self is just going to keep collecting because I'm a fucking moron. <sighs> Thanks to collecting, I 
keep finding more stuff to grab. I finally secured a CD that I've been trying to get for quite a while. Just never really pulled the trigger on it because I never wanted to spend a whole lot on it. But I got the original single of Mama I Ain't Changed, which for those of you who don't know, um, that's a Blaze Your Dead Homie song. You can find it on the One Less G in the Hood re-release. However, it is not the original version. The OG version was uh, pressed. There's only 500 copies. It was pressed in promotion of Colton Grundy, I think. And the original version features a verse by ABK. Um, he's towards the end. The track was put on the One Less G re-release without ABK, and I do think that that is because ABK had left Psychopathic at that point. Now, granted, the original version of One Less G in the Hood has a lot of verses by ABK. Obviously, there's way too much that they couldn't just take him off of all of them, but his portion on the original version of Mama I Ain't Changed didn't really interfere with anything else on that track, so they were just able to cut it. But yeah, finally got that, so that's just chilling in my collection with, you know, all the other crap. But you know what I don't have is that Cryptic Collection Holiday Edition that I'm still fucking salty that I missed out on. If you guys didn't hear that episode, it's check out the last mic check. Um, I'm still mentally recovering from that because I'm so fucking annoyed. <laughs> Ugh. This past Friday, Twisted released another track from uh, their upcoming rock album. Title is called Corkscrew. It is pretty short. It's only like two and a half uh, minutes long. Uh, short and sweet. It is not my favorite of the rock tracks we've gotten for this new album. Uh, that said, it's not bad, but Rose Petal, I think, was reminiscent of Magic Spells for me. And Perfect Problem just, I think that that can't be touched right now. I think that track is fucking incredible. So I'm not really, I'm not saying that this track is bad, the Corkscrew is bad. It's just not as good as the other two. I think it's going to sound good in the context of the rest of the album. It sounds like this is going to be a full rock album. This is not going to be like their first attempt at Mutant, um, where, you know, only a third of the tracks or so are actual rock so I'm looking forward to this album. I'm really disappointed that I got pushed to summer, but obviously, you know, COVID shit happens. Um, it's just, ugh, I just need it to, I need it now. I need it. Meanwhile, there's, you know, all this other stuff that's coming out that I could just be just happy with. But a couple of these artists, you know, ICP, Twisted, just a handful of these artists are once they even announce something, that takes all precedent for me. And I need it as soon as possible. Something that I just uh, noticed uh, very recently was some music has been added to streaming services that has not been available before. You can actually go and you can find the Willoughby Rags Magical Bag of Poop. Yes, that is actually a real thing. Uh, came out in 2018. It was given away at ICP Seminar at the Gathering. I think it's like seven tracks long. Um, that is available for streaming services now. It's not bad. Um, I actually own a copy of it. It is not a bad CD. Like, for getting it for free, if you were at the gathering, I actually got it for free and didn't spend a fucking fortune like some people did. Um, it's a cool little EP, so it's definitely worth checking out. Um, you hear some stuff that was like rough versions of finalized tracks, which is very, very cool. I liked it. But also... 
they have apparently just, uh, I think today, uh, Saturday as I'm putting this on here, um, just put on the Brother and Gloomy Sunday EPs. That is incredible because those have been very, very scarce and they never put them up for streaming before. It's interesting when we're starting to get some older stuff, and I say older very loosely. I mean, those two EPs came out within the last couple of years, but we're starting to get some stuff that was only for either certain events or or whatever. I mean, for a while, you were able to find the uh, Twisted EPs for Toxic Terror and End of Days um, on streaming services, and I think they removed them in the last year, but those were tour exclusive. You could not get those anywhere else. Toxic Terror is very, very difficult to find. End of Days is easier to find. I think they even still sell them on uh, Twista's site. But those tour exclusives are very, very frustrating when you can't actually access them. And there's a lot of songs on those that should have been on nationwide releases. It's cool that some of these tracks get put on stuff like Cryptic Collections and whatnot, but there's stuff that I would have really liked to see like more people have access to. I've mentioned this before. I'm not opposed to people having first access to music. I'm opposed to people not having access to the music at all. I think exclusives really, really harm that. Don't get me wrong. I have bought stuff that has been, you know, a limited pressing or stuff like that. But whenever it's at least put out for other people to have and enjoy, that's totally worth it. Um, I don't like whenever stuff is just, you know, restricted. Um, that's why file sharing is very, very controversial. And I mean, I think a lot of people nowadays just don't give a shit. They just want to hear it. And unfortunately, the artists don't make money off of it. But that is not a topic that I'm going to get into today. Just know my stance about it. Got a couple of recent CDs in. Two CDs that I've gotten this year so far have been absolute, like, knocks out of the park. And I'm very, very happy for that. The first has been um, Double Dragon by, uh, by, by Kung Fu Vampire and Buckshot. I don't think that I mentioned this on our last, uh, on our last episode. But that record blew away all expectations that I had. I did not think that they were going to go that hard. On uh, Friday night, this past Friday, they actually just re-released the record. Um, I had purchased the version that was uh, came with a bunch of, of additional stuff to it. So the jersey, shirt, um, cassette, like all this extra stuff, which is all really cool. I've mentioned this before. Mob Style Buckshot has the best quality merch in the underground today. I say that, I mean it, especially for the price. It is, it is crazy what you guys get quality-wise for what you pay. You can call me a hound dog or whatever the fuck you want, but I stand by that. But anyways, uh, there was an original version of the album that came out, and then they just re-released it in uh, in a wider fashion. It is available to stream now. They changed a couple of the songs. They removed two from the original version and added three more. I have not gotten to hear the updated version yet. I did order my copy, but I ordered it on Friday, so mine should be here in a couple days. But I was very, very pleased with what they did. They were on uh, Instagram Live talking about the process, and they had never met up in person 
during the entire recording, which is crazy because the way it's mixed, you don't even you, – you wouldn't even think that. Um, production uh, handled by a number of people. Seven was on there. Totally down with that. Mixed by Rob Reback. Uh, for those that don't uh, don't recall, Rob Reback was Strange Music's go-to engineer, and he made that shit sound fantastic. So damn good. So damn good. I definitely recommend going ahead and, and checking out their record. Again, it's available to stream pretty much anywhere. Um, God, what was the... There was a track that really stood out to me. Um, I can't remember if it was Ain't the One or Torn Apart was so fucking good but the entire album is really really solid if you're able to find the original version which they call the deluxe edition even though it's got changed stuff um kung fu vampire has a song called 1986 which was on his come dawn album and there's a remix of it on here which has a verse by buckshot and Man, if you're a fan of '90s nostalgia or any know any of that shit, he the, the the verse he puts on there is just stellar. It's funny, and it might be my favorite track on there, even though it's technically a remix of an older song. I don't care. It's fun, and I like it. From what it sounds like, we're going to get more stuff from Buckfu, <laughs> um, which I'm totally okay with. Let's just let's let's keep bringing it on. I'm okay with this. Uh, the other album that I got recently, I actually just got it on uh, on Friday, and I, I lied. I got it on Thursday. I got it a day early. I only got to listen to it once so far, but I don't give a fuck. It's amazing. Uh, super Famous Fun Time Guys. I mentioned uh, a bit ago that I had finally started to get into them because of uh, Alazolulu, because they signed them, and I grabbed the single uh, Brainless as well as their newest album, Don't Hug Me From the Front, and uh, guys, there is – I'm finding that them as a group is really, really good. I do prefer Mr. Eight Legs over Whipstick, but I get it. I mean that happens with a lot of the duos that happen for the longest time. I thought Madrox was better than Monoxide, and now I'm like, oh, they're neck and neck. So a lot of times Monoxide's up at the forefront. I don't care. I was talking to – the, the lovely human being, Twisted History, Robbie. And the first thing he told me whenever he was listening to it was that it sounds really poppy. And it does. Instrumental-wise, these are not like... The majority of it is not deep, dark, horrorcore. It's not. Um, the first track, actually, the first um, official track, not the intro, sounds very much like the final track from the uh, How Do You Fit a Cassette into Discography album. Uh, that track, Positive, which is one of my favorite songs um, nowadays. This sounds very reminiscent of that, and I I love it. I love it. I think I just really like the idea of artists kind of poking fun at mainstream style by just kind of throwing it out the window, um, being vulgar and, and shit like that. I don't know why. It's just poke fun at the mainstream style by doing your own thing with the mainstream style. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't mind that. I don't fucking care. The album is is incredible. There's a lot of fucking skits at the end, which I could do without, and I did. I removed them after I heard them once. That's fine. But um, none of the guest spots um, 
Oh shit! Oh no! Oh no! Ignore that. <laughs> that was Discogs. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I was trying to check who the the uh, guest stars were. Anyways, Blaze has a has a great verse on there. You got Alazolu. You got Billy Obey um, solo on there for uh, Brainless, which I've listened to that song so much even before the album came out. I kept streaming that song. I love that track. Um, he laced that shit up really, really good. So, super famous fun time, guys. I'm really looking forward to seeing what else they can do. Um, they will be performing um, with Alazolu on uh, Axe's streaming show that will be, I think it's the last show uh, in February. So, if you guys haven't uh, checked those out yet, the first one has already ended. Um, the the Blaze episode, the Blaze show, which was a one less G performance. I'll talk about that in a little bit. That was on Friday. By the time this episode comes out, you'd still have like six hours or so to check it if you haven't already because they cut that shit off. I think it's nine o'clock p.m. Eastern. Like they cut that shit off. So sorry if you just started it at 8.50 something, you ain't seen shit. Um, but anyways, there's going to be more of those Shows coming up. Uh, next week's is, well, the, rather this coming week is Halloween uh, 365 um, being performed in its entirety by Oh the Horror, then ABK, and that, which he's doing, I believe, Hatch Warrior beginning to end, and then, uh, and then the Axe performance. So looking forward to that. We'll move on. We are in February, and with February means another month of ICP's Patreon streams. You guys remember I did not check any of the streams out in December. Um, none of them had appealed to me, and I freely admit that I get it. Uh, I am still subscribed, so yes, they took my 70 bucks for this month. No, I did not check the first stream, but I did see a short video regarding uh, it was at the end of it. Now, I heard the Violent J was not present for the majority of the stream. He showed up towards the end, gave us this information. The CDs for the gift bag from October are done. The three songs from the ICP, or You Produce ICP, are on there, as well as three more songs, which they call the Bone Us tracks, because they boned us. Literally, that's what they said. They said those should start shipping, uh, I think, this week. Now, I know that a few people have already gotten... Uh, tracking information. I have not. So, I want my shit. I am a little bit frustrated at the fact that they said that, oh yeah, we added three more songs on there. They kind of already said that. They said back whenever they were making the EP that they were potentially going to add some more tracks on there that, you know, just other ones that not the ones that we produced or whatever. So I was already under the uh, the understanding that there was going to be like six or seven tracks on this. So I don't know if people forgot about that, but that's that's where we're at right now. That's what I got. Um, I just want people online to shut the fuck up about the people who are disappointed that it's taken this long. Like, don't get me wrong, is it annoying? Yeah, but here's the thing. Not everybody has the same financial situation 
70 bucks is a lot of fucking money. And when we were told that we were going to get extra shit and we don't have it after, at this point, f- almost five months, we'll say four months to be safe, um, that is frustrating. And people are allowed to be frustrated. Do I think that they need to, you know, wish death upon ICP? No, don't just fucking chill. But people are allowed to be frustrated that they haven't gotten their stuff. Uh, yum Yum Lore is done. Apparently, it is done, it is mastered, and he said that it might have been out this past weekend. It's not. So no idea when it's actually dropping, no idea when we're going to get our physical copies of that. Didn't say how many songs it was or anything like that. As I'm recording this, uh, the current stream is going on, and I think they said they were going to announce the physical gift or whatever that was going to be part of February. So I have no idea what that is. I have no idea when we'll get it. So, you know, check back with me next year whenever they uh, decide to tell us for the fourth time what the fuck happened. <laughs> Something else to point out, actually, is we are just under a month away from the release of Yum Yum Bedlam, if it meets that date. So we don't have the October CD. We don't have Yum Yum Lore. And dropping, I'm sorry, but dropping Yum Yum Lore less than a month before you're going to release a, a full album that's supposed to have all new music, I don't know how I feel about that. At least Yum Yum Lore was going to give us like three months away that would give us time to digest it. It's still better than giving us, you know, two fucking albums on the same goddamn day and not being, you know, absolutely devastated by too much shit. I don't know how I got through Mighty Death Pop era fucking nine years ago I remember going and buying all four or all sorry all three versions so four CDs worth and with the exception of Freaky Tales listening to three CDs fucking non-stop for like a couple weeks and that was fine to me nowadays I'm like fuck it's too, go- too much goddamn music especially at once I'm learning time is very very valuable Shit's got to be in a, in a very sweet spot. That 30 to, to 50 minute sweet spot is crucial nowadays. Because sometimes shit is too much and I just get, my, my attention's gone. So how did I fucking do that nine years ago? I guess it's because I wasn't working at the time. I was in college and, you know, just going to and from classes. And, oh, look, it's my downtime. I just got to do homework and listen to music. Fuck yeah, we'll do that. It's different now. It's different. So, yeah, I guess allegedly Yum Yum Zor is going to be coming out, and then a couple weeks later, the full Yum Yum Bedlam will be out. Who knows what's going to happen with the three seeds? Are those getting delayed? Are they going to be just more concisely released and pushed out, you know, in smaller intervals? Maybe. Are we still going to get the full version in, I think it was November, was the plan? Who fucking knows at this point? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I want... I just want the music at this point. And I'll be I'll be honest. I watched that clip with Violent J explaining everything and man it's it's really hard to be angry. Hearing him speak it was it literally comes off as so earnest. And I'm sure it, it genuinely is. Like he is bummed that shit has not gone the way that they intended. And I mean 
20 years ago, they could chalk that up as like, oh, we were young and stupid. We, you know, we fucked up back then. Nowadays, you know, when you should have this shit down pat and shit doesn't go, you know, the way you were intending to, it fucking sucks. I get it. I've, I've said this countless times. I understand. Shit happens. I just want, you know, I want good reasons, I guess, or at least I want reasons in the first place and not the reasons to change. So, you guys know that I'll let you know on a future mic check what the fuck is going on with that stuff. I think, actually, yeah. So, by the time, uh, not next mic check, but the one after, will actually be a couple days after Yum Yum Bedlam should release. So, who knows? Two episodes from now, we'll find out. Maybe next episode, I'll be talking about Yum Yum Lore. Who knows? I don't fucking know. I'll be talking about that alongside Gibby Sidestear. Fuck, so much goddamn music. Oh, shit. Last thing I'm going to talk about today uh, is the Blaze Show. I mentioned that he just had a, a live stream uh, that was to uh, basically commemorate the 20th anniversary of One Less G in the Hood. Fucking hell, it's been that long since One Less G. Now, mind you, I haven't been listening for 20 plus years. I have only been listening since about 2006 is probably the best way to say it. So about 15 years, which is still impressive. It's half my fucking life. Um, I didn't watch it live. I just actually finished watching it about an hour ago. And they... um. The stream itself was just over an hour long. The fucking show itself did not start until like 20 minutes in. And that's because there were two music videos, two new music videos, which were the fucking... When they said they were doing music videos for, for two songs from this album, I thought that this might have been like, they might have had some footage from way back then. Which wouldn't have made sense because it would have been owned by Psychopathic. But the problem is, is these videos, which were for uh, Saturday Afternoon and Nasty, were just blazing in front of a fucking green screen. There was no substance to them. And I understand. There's a pandemic. How many times do I say this every fucking episode? There's a pandemic. I understand this. My issue is, there's been a couple of videos that have been put out that have more effort. One of the best ones that M&E's put out recently was the, the video for Insane by Lex the Hexmaster. Each person did a fucking cool spot for, for their video, and it's like, why couldn't you replicate that for this? The one for, for Two Signs by Red was really good. The one, the one he did for, I think it's called Bounce, that one's cool too. It's just him fucking walking down the street. That's fucking awesome. Don't do a fucking cheap-ass green screen thing that takes, like, you know, you probably did it in three or four fucking takes. Do I think that there's effort that needs to be, that, that's put involved into that? Yes, of course there is. But come on. Don't advertise it like that. Also, I want to point out that whenever they were talking about the, um, the, the fucking, the videos in the first place, like on social media... Um, they didn't say what the names were at first and they were like, you know, which ones are you hoping that it'd be? I kid you not when a, probably a good 80% of them asked for, th um, thug for life. 
which I mean that was that was mine. That was my pick. I was like, give me fucking Thug for Life. It is probably my favorite track on that record. It's one of it is probably the like pivotal drive by song. Like fucking do it. Nope. Nope. I guess I just wanted more. <laughs> but anyways, the actual show started. There was a couple tracks that they didn't do from the record. They did not do Hatchet Execution for obvious reasons. They did straight out of Detroit, and they just cut it off after um, ABK's verse. Um, and given that the chance, they removed the sections that had ICP's verse, which makes sense. I get it. Um, it was cool, though. It was well done. I will, I will say that much for the state of the streaming concerts that M&E has been doing. This one wasn't bad. It was honestly really fucking cool to just see everybody on stage at once because the first track they fucking did was Grave Ain't No Place and you got, you know, Blazes up there but then Twisted her behind him. Like, it was cool that they were, like, hype men for his song. That's dope. And obviously they did their verses and shit. Like, that's cool. The show ended on Thug for Life, which I think was cool. It was appropriate. Good fucking track. It wasn't bad. Um, there's actually a contest uh, that's going to be decided tomorrow, Monday, the 8th. And um, it's for handwritten lyrics from One Less G. He said that these were ones that he found. Now, people are speculating that maybe he just rewrote these, like he just wrote these down recently or whatever. I'm sure that that's a valid concern. Um, but I don't know. It sounds like Blaze actually keeps a lot of his shit. Um, and yeah, like that would be cool. None of the tracks are, are ones that I'd be like super excited for, but if I won a set of the, the lyrics, fuck yeah, I'll frame that shit. <laughs> um, should also be noted that Blaze did do a couple recent interviews uh, I think I mentioned you would have heard me mention on our last episode that he did one with uh, Replicon Radio, where they basically went track for track, um, and he gave some insight about you know the the concept with One Less G in the Hood. They you know why some songs were structured you know one way or another. Gave some insight about Drive By. It was really cool shit. Uh, he also did one for Fago Lovers. I did not get to hear that one yet, but I heard that was a better one than the Replicon Radio one, and that's. Honestly, that's pretty big because I really enjoyed the one with Replicon. So go ahead and check those out and, and find out some shit. I know that ABK is going to be uh, on Replicon Radio, I think, tomorrow, actually. Um, so obviously he's going to be talking about his uh, his show that's going to be uh, in two weeks. And I don't know. Maybe we'll find out the status of some other stuff. Uh, we'll probably hear some info about ESN. Um and maybe any other projects he's got. He said he's not he's not officially on MNE, which I understand. That's fine. Um, but I do want to hear some more stuff from him. We'll see what's going on. With that, that's pretty much it. These last couple episodes have been in a nice, concise uh, time frame that I'm okay with. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with this. Again, thank you for taking your time and listening to Juggalo Judgment and Mic Check. It really means a lot. 
Um, I also want to point out, um, if you guys haven't seen on my social media, I did get my new computer up and running. Um, it is not completely finished, but I am actually like able to do shit now. So I'm playing video games and shit. Um, I know that I said I wanted to get up to streaming. That looks like it's going to take a bit more time and a bit more money. <laughs> so that's going to take me a while. But hey, this is something that I actually like have. I have a dedicated PC. I don't have my shitty laptop to worry about anymore. I still have it, but I'm not fucking with it anytime soon. Um, this, this episode is actually the first thing I'm recording on it, so hopefully it sounds okay. There's probably going to be some stuff that needs adjusted, but I'm okay with that. It's okay. I do it for y'all. Again, if you can, please, please go to my social medias and uh, comment on the post regarding my sweet little dog who turns four. Love that dog. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be a really nice surprise. I just want to see my phone like going off while uh, Shmeev and I are recording because the episode that we're recording, uh, you know, when this is out, um, is a it's a album that's very near and dear to me. It is actually the first um, ICP album that I've ever purchased. Uh, if you guys paid attention to some of our early stuff, I've said it multiple times. So I'm not going to say it right here, but yeah, it's going to be a fun time. And uh, yes, that's pretty much it. So again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, hit us up on social media pretty much anywhere. Uh, Juggalo Judgment. Um, you can hit me up on my personals. My Twitter is Mike Spawn, the SEJ. And Instagram is straight as juggalo. So with that, much love, y'all. Peace out.